1: To find out if it's right for you.
2: Hello, and welcome to the twenty. 20- third episode of Tender Loving Care question mark with your host myself Pauline and my darling Kate every week Kate and I break down two shows from the TLC network. The name of the network that I believe for the longest time was an acronym for tender, loving care. And when I found out that it actually stood for the learning channel and I saw the types of shows are on that channel, my deep confusion bred this podcast. Each week, Kate and I will randomly select two shows to cover for the next episode by spinning the wheel of shame, which has all 113 shows that we will be studying. Hello, Kate. Hi, Pauline. How are you doing on this
3: fine, hot, 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 hot evening? Ah, oh, I'm good. You know, I took two walks today. I'm really proud of myself. I've been trying to force myself to get outside more. I work from good. home, and I will just find myself not leaving my apartment for like two straight days. So easy, dude. It's so easy. Before we came on, I was
2: late to, um, late to it because I was watering my garden, and I cannot tell you. The joy that watering my garden brings me every single day. I throw the shoes off bare feet in the soil, getting muddy with the hose on it just and it's like it's right when l a just hits like seven o'clock and it's finally you're able to actually step outside in these months and it's cool. And there's a breeze through the palm trees and I'm watering my garden and my lawn is looking really good. And I usually listen to like a, A murder podcast or something while I do it, so it's like you know, just terror and beauty combined. She was buried outside underneath the flowers, and you're
3: just like, (laughs) (laughs)
2: gives me a lot of ideas. But no, it's, it's it's honestly, you're right. When you work from home, as do I, you you really have to watch it, dude. I sit in this chair, and then I'm suddenly I'm in my office, sat in this chair, and I'm suddenly like, it's four o'clock have I brushed my teeth today like you you know you really are just like get your shit together
3: it is a very weird little world that I have created in this studio apartment and yeah I have to remind myself to be a human all the time you know, oh well, I I am <laughs> proud of you for going for your walks and um it was hot it's it's like <laughs> 101 degrees here in
2: uh Austin today okay but- well talking about heat it's boiling in austin it's boiling in la but you know what we have air conditioning kate where i'm from (laughs) okay the texts i have been receiving due to the fact that the entire continent of europe is boiling up so rapidly it's just bubbling and before you know it it's just gone all of it will be gone i my friends sent me a photo and I wish I could I'll show it to you after this but they're on a train in England just and he looks like his face isn't even there anymore because he's just covered in sweat (laughs) with a fan up against his face and I'm gonna you know what guys I'm actually gonna read this out because I put it on my Instagram I didn't put it on the potty Instagram but my um personal instagram and when my friend sent this to me i i laughed so hard because all i can say is this is the most english thing i have possibly ever received my friend just wrote 37 degrees in england today and it's a national disaster schools have closed trains cancelled roads melting <laughs> we <laughs> cannot comprehend understand or deal with any type of heat 37 degrees is about like 100 and something and we just we're not built for it in England I mean I moved here and I'm just like vampiric when I go out into the sun because my skin my makeup is just not not built for it and back home there's no air conditioning Kate so all of my friends and family are just you know what England does this is the great thing about England they just go oh it's a bit rough isn't it they're still just go on holiday.
3: They'll just do uh. national holidays. <laughs> like they'll close schools. <laughs> they'll stop jobs. I love it. I've literally never thought about the AC factor. We don't I've, have it. It I've, doesn't I'm, exist. I didn't
2: even realize that. Yep. It honest. doesn't exist. So, uh, I mean, I have, hopefully I don't think listeners are going to be able to hear. I have the fan on in my office right now where I'm recording it. it I don't think it t- It comes up, but if it does in this audio, I'm sorry, it should be pretty quiet. Have I have An ice pack. I have ice water and have a little ice coffee because just a pep in the step. And you have some vino. 8 p.m.
3: iced coffee yes um yes I have a chardonnay it was the cheapest one I could find at the very cute uh if it were New York you'd say bodega it's like it's like a corner grocery store and it's literally been there I think since 1920 or something it's like family owned super cute and I like going there because it's like two blocks away but of course everything is pretty expensive so
2: i know but you know what you're supporting and that's so weird you local say that local business because, but yeah local business yeah. um because my um in england we call them corner shops so i'm just going to pop to the corner shop right and my friend was over the other night and we went to um, the local corner shop here near my house mm-hmm. and we went in and I love it because it's one of those shops that you walk in and it's just like, boom, products everywhere. <laughs> There's like Water guns and balloons and then crisps and then cookies and then chocolate, and then bubble gum. They even have sage. They have condoms and individual wrap. For you. they just have everything. Right. And you're, and then of have got beer, wine, wine, beer, wine wine it's just like mm-hmm. everything is everywhere like up to the rafters of pro- pro- products and I was in there with my friend and I was just like this is so cute I love this and I was gonna say shop and he said bodega and I was like I love that mm-hmm. word I it makes me feel like I'm in Manhattan walking around just gonna go and get some gum from the bodega so cute I love it pet the cat that's Walking yes. around in there, <laughs> very yeah. uh, Russian doll esque. Did you watch yeah. Russian doll and Natasha Lyonne? Uh, no, I, another I mean, show. Kate hasn't seen. <laughs> you know what? Well, yeah, but the amount of shit we do. Which anyway, speaking of that, <laughs> listeners, speaking of that, Kate and I are ready to get into our two shows for this week for your listening pleasure. Um, also like to do a little shout out. Um, Kate and I are very happy to announce that we are this pile of shit that Kate and I talk about every single week is being listened to people in five different continents. (laughs) Honestly, no one is more surprised than me that there are people around the globe that is listening not only to the screeching essence of my voice, but just us talking utter bollocks like every week thank you oh it gives me so much joy I so love much it. Joy. 28 countries we're in oh. 28 countries
3: that is so incredible good speaking job sh-
2: us <laughs> good job us and speaking of shit let's get on to our first show Kate you want to take it away
3: let's take it away okay so The first show that we are talking about today that the Wheel of Shame gave us last week is called Untold Stories of the E.R. (laughs) Now, (laughs) lots to say here. But first, here is TLC's description of the show. Untold Stories of the ER is a fast-paced medical series that blends reenactments of real emergency room cases with comments by the actual physicians and nurses involved in the procedures. Often the patients give first-person accounts as well, and some even play themselves during the reenactments. Pauline. Okay. (laughs) Okay.
2: First, first of all, (laughs) <laughs> there's a lot of, there's gonna be a lot of festivals um Kate and i are gonna get through this i do just want to highlight as i always like to give the listeners a little lowdown on what this was when kate looked into this last week when the wheel of shame very graciously gave this to us one we were super excited because we were like it's reenactments kate and i's favorite it is and it's a medical reenactment so we Ugh. were thinking it's gonna be a shit show we are gonna have um basically just ikea furniture you know all the stuff that we said before that we've seen before in fat Save my life so we were like this is going to be a doozy plus um Kate also then looked and saw that there were 15 seasons, um, but luckily only 14 and 15 were available. So Kate and I were like, last week, we're like, fine, we'll do 14 and 15. Great, we'll watch them all. Uh, I text Kate and said, (laughs) I I could only do 14. They're 42 minutes long, each of these
3: episodes, and they have multiple stories in each episode. They squeeze a lot in. I would be watching the episode and I'd be like, "It must be part. It must be almost over." Nice. I'd pause it. Twenty more minutes left.
2: And you know, uh, as Kate and I say, we do a lot of um, skimming of these shows. So, for example, Plathville, right? There was like, they were all an hour long and hundreds of episodes, but you can just you skim through, fast forward, stop, and you kind of figure out what's happening. You couldn't do it with these shows, Kate, because. <laughs> they go from one there's three stories pretty much each episode they're 42 minutes and they go from one thing to the next which is talking about like the clinical diagnosis so you actually have to watch it so So, many so many twists and turns so many twists so many turns (laughs) Uh, that should have been in the synopsis and I would have read it like that so many twists so many turns um so Kate and I only ended up doing 14, and that was enough. There was five, six, hang on, how many episodes do we have? Six. I mean, six episodes. You should see my notes just get progressively fewer as we get to the last Same. episode. Just Same. words. I yep. just put, like, one word to, like, remind me of each one. Um, Kate, do you want to talk about, to you... What was the most shocking thing as you started season 14, episode one? I'm not talking about necessarily the, the uh, people, the, the, the cases we, we um, watch, but going in, we thought we were going to have reenactment a la Fat Saved My Life. What was your first reaction when you saw the first episode?
3: My first reaction was like, I have to figure out what's going on here so I don't sound like a dumbass to Pauline when we're talking about it because I was so confused and I Googled mm-hmm. it and a lot of people were because there. <laughs> I know they're interviewing these doctors about these right. situations that happened in the ER. Right. And, and so they're in the interview chair and it says like Dr. Johnson or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you're like, Oh, so it's the actual doctor they're talking to. But then mm-hmm. you go to the reenactment and the doctors oh, t- are actors. Also, okay. the doctor is doctor slash actor. These people. Okay.
2: Listeners, if you need that, just really said to you again, to understand the loony tunes of this. These are ER doctors. <laughs> One of the, I would say the hardest jobs, fast paced, the hours that they work are, we couldn't even imagine, right? As lay people, we couldn't even imagine. No. Um, and Kate, I had the exact same thought. So I'm seeing the interview and it's, it's Mr. Doctor, whatever, getting interviewed. And then... It goes to reenactment. It's like da, 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 walking down the hall in um, ER, and oh, my first thought was like, "God, that person looks a lot like that doctor." They just yeah. think they, they did really oh, well good. on casting. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, "No, no, 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 no! This is the doctor." And guys, this wasn't like a quick in and out of this doctor in each case. No, no, these doctors were going for their SAG cards. I mean. When we talk about seeing these doctors, it's honestly, it's not like a lot of these reenactment TLC shows we've seen before where it's, you know, a, a quick in and out and you see them maybe talking to a doctor. They are full on in a performance on a television show for like 40 minutes. And there are some, and I'll mention her in a little bit, who was loving it, who was giving it everything she got she was on the stage she felt the lights and I'm looking at them I'm thinking right these are doctors that probably get three hours off in an entire month right to see their family (laughs) and they're like no I'm gonna, I'm gonna go on a TLC show and then there's one that like talks about that we'll get into that he already had some press before and I'm like what's are all of them wanting spin-offs are all of them wanting to get on this dr Oz train of like doctors that then get asked to be another shows? it made no sense to me guys this was like full-on performances of these doctors with other actors it made
3: no sense to me Kate it was so strange these were the these were the kids that got to college and they were like, Oh, I really want to be a theater major. And their parents were like, no, no, you're going Mm -hmm. to med school. Your grandpa was a doctor. Your father was a doctor and you will be a doctor. And so they went to, they begrudgingly went to med school and then they got approached for this. And they were like, this is my time to shine. They were
2: so happy. I I don't understand how any of it came about. So
3: I, I I did a little, Kate does (gasps) a little research, you know, a journalism. So, okay. InTouchWeekly.com is the oh, source.
2: <laughs> you know, boy, it's better than screen rant. It's better than screen rant. So. Slightly. Slightly. Yes.
3: So the title of this article is people don't understand what's real and what's fake on untold stories of the ER. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Can you imagine being the journalist, right? I've written and I know what it's like. You, you know, you're working to get in these magazines, you're work, you're doing everything you can to get your work published. You get on as a freelance writer for In Touch, and they say, What what's my assignment this week on an assignment? Oh, thank god, I'm gonna be able to pay my rent. All right, what's what's the assignment? Um, we well, you know TLC. Oh god, yeah. You're actually you're not gonna write about TLC, you're gonna write about a show on TLC doctors if and and the confusion of TLC viewers I mean it's like it's the right it's the article equivalent of our our podcast that's what it is (laughs) and this poor writer that probably went to a fantastic university to get a journalism
3: degree was like fuck Dan Clarendon is the writer Then I feel your pain Okay. So blah, blah, blah. kind of goes on about the fan response, but then towards the end, they, Dan talked to one of these doctors for this article okay. and, or actually he just found whatever. So Dr. <laughs> An- he found that this doctor had talked about it. So Dr. Okay. Anthony Brudico of Newton medical center in Newton, New Jersey recounted his experience appearing on the show and revealed okay. the inner workings of these dramatizations. Okay. And listeners, I just, bear with me. I just feel like this is important for you to know before we talk about this. I got to know. After completing, so this is the doctor's quote. After completing the interview, they turned my two-page case summary into a script for the show. The process took roughly two weeks to finish, and I was mailed multiple versions of the script to check for medical appropriateness. Uh, Okay. Okay. According to this doctor, the producers only made slight changes to his story to make the case entertaining for television. They spiced up the drama. He explained the patients were younger and were trying to go on a second honeymoon and whatever the patient took for his ailments also was altered. The main points of the case remained the same. And the show wanted to stay true to the medicine of the case.
2: First, I'd like to thank you for your dedication and research um, on tender, loving care, question mark.
3: Um, My pleasure.
2: I, that makes a lot of sense because I'd written, uh, I'd written on this that it must have been, did they just really think, look, we're not going to get anyone from central casting that's going to be able to pronounce half of these things (laughs) that we're going to need them to be able to pronounce. (laughs) And they just thought, let's, let's get, let's see the doctoral do it, but that that was my working theory but it makes so much sense so these people people wrote these doctors all wrote case studies that's how they decided they grabbed case studies made a show out of it then asked the doctor to be in it how many doctors said no though i mean i'm
3: surprised they got this many to say yes dude well that guy was from new jersey so no i'm just kidding (laughs) i'm just kidding.
2: I I want to know everyone that said no because I this has been on fifteen seasons and you're telling me all these doctors I don't know I you find know who said really- no
3: you know who said no Doctor Proctor he's like I yeah. got bigger I got bigger fish to Dr. fry Doctor
2: Proctor is on like five shows on TLC if he could have been on this he would he can't he has no that dude is ready to get on any he wants he really really wants to get out of trc but he knows that's where he's making his money that dude would say yes in a heartbeat but what was his case study oh he's got another morbidly obese person that won't lose weight right I mean, no good case studies to write right. but that makes a lot more sense i but also i'm now more confused all oh, these people these doctors have said yes these are working emergency room doctors
3: because okay the thing also listeners you need to know is it's not just the scene by the bedside. Okay. Mm-mm, mm-mm. There are full on Grays anatomy ass scenes playing oh, yeah. out. It's like, oh, it's so there's one. It's like, oh, it's so hot out. The nurses are complaining how hot it is. And the doctor comes in. They're like, doctor, do you have a pool? And he's like, no, but I have iced tea. And tea. none of it had ice in it. Yeah. And it's 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 these scenes between the staff it, oh I, yeah I, it's like talking
2: on their coffee breaks and, set, and all these scenes that are being set and that is a perfect example like I know the, the one you're talking about it's like I can't imagine them being like, great right, doctor I know that yesterday you saved five people's lives and actually did something in this world that very few people can do and changed multiple people's courses of their lives. Today, I want you to go over to Crafty, grab a burrito, and then we're going to send you to the props guide to get some iced tea to take in. It's Looney Tunes. What doctor is going to do this? But you know what? There are many because there's 15 seasons of this. So I think we should dive in. Let's get in. Let's get in. Yeah.
0: I the loved first, it.
2: I, I was um, entertained. You know what? We'll get to our ratings, but yep. Kate, I'm gonna say. So my first impressions as well is just the fact that the like Kate says, Grey's Anatomy. I've actually never watched it, but I get it. They get one of these medical dramas like ER, whatever. But mm-hmm. it it I was shocked at how much it was like that, and how much background, and how much how many scenes between the nurses and the doctors and interactions and stuff that you got besides like you say, just them being by the bedside and saying, oh, they're bleeding out get something stat. Like I thought it was going to be like that. And it really wasn't. It was very detailed. And by the way, there's this woman that loses a leg and it's so well done. Like they're amputating her leg. And I'm like, is this TLC? I was like, holy shit.
3: Production value was up since my fat say my life.
2: Yeah. And they actually had people from central casting that could act. I mean, not all of them, but there were some that could actually act, and I was the, like, yeah, "Oh, there well were done. some standouts."
3: I cried watching some of these. <laughs> we're always crying. <laughs> Kate I and I are always crying. I could never um, work in the ER; I would be a mess. Okay.
2: Oh, come on, yeah. So, grave diagnosis was yeah. our first one. Okay, and my first line is, "Hang on, the doctor plays himself?" Question mark? <laughs> question mark? But anyway and then the second note is er doctor has time to act dash sag card so anyway his <laughs> anyone wife is, is like begging him to spend time with her he's i like- haven't it's christmas day it's could christmas. you please just say you'll be home no, I've taken a shift on Christmas Day because the week before I'm gonna be on a TLC show. Oh, so um, good. anyway, so we yeah. see them, and the first guy that comes on, we have this pregnant woman coming in and she's, you know, had a seizure. And the person that's playing the father of the unborn baby, I just put looked like Thor. Like he looked like he just, whatever those hems were. I don't know what the were. It's a hemsworth. Looked like he had just come from the gym he was i don't know who he was but he looked like the wall
3: my favorite part of the acting on this show was when they would be inappropriately casual about things it was so funny because remember this guy he's like he's like yeah we don't have insurance so we haven't been to the doctor but the baby's been kicking and his wife is like having a seizure
2: He's like, yeah, you know what kind of got, well, this actually, this set, by the way, this is only one episode because in each episode, we should say that they start you off with, it's usually three stories and three different nurses Mm -hmm. or doctors that they're getting interviewed and go through their stories. So you're back and forth, back and forth. This first one we see basically the woman comes in, she's having a seizure. The um, doctor is like, um, oh, I think she's having a heart attack. Don't know what's going on with her. And as Kate said, Thor goes, I, you know, I got laid off. So we do not have health insurance. So we haven't been to, um, you know, get any checkups. And by the way, so this, this was not only a TLC show. This was like a statement on this, the, the epidemic in America and the lack of care for health insurance because of, yes. of, of the health of the citizens, because guess what guys that are listening in socialist countries, if you don't have health insurance, you don't get to the doctor. I mean, it's, terrifying these people this this is something that was this woman was pregnant and they were like well we we can't go and get regular checkups and scans or everything because we don't we know health insurance that should have just stopped there and then there should have been like the doctor giving a ted talk about the state of the health industry here but anyway For real so um, they kind of go through her back and forth and it's just like she's having seizures. They don't know what's going on. Is she having a heart attack? And they're like, you know what? We've got to deliver the baby. Let's do it. Stat. There was a lot of stat, which I do appreciate. And I, you know, they added that in a lot. And I do appreciate that. Yeah. Um, So it turns out they have a baby and they're like, oh, oh my God, this is this. Thor's like with his hammer. He's like, this is so amazing. And then they're like, hang on, we got another one. And basically she was pregnant with twins and that was the end of it. And you're just kind of like, hang on a second. What? He's just got laid off because they don't have health and they don't have health insurance. Now yeah. they're having two babies. This is a real, really bad,
3: bad situation this guy's in. I was stressed as well. I thought they were going to pan to the guy being like, shit, I don't know what we're going to do. I know. But you know what?
2: He had a tattoo on his arm of a baby of the baby's name, and I don't know. So it was just showing. This one was just like that—the surprise of the two babies and the fact that she- they thought she was also having a heart attack because she was have she was having she was pre she was having a eclampsia, right? Wasn't mm-hmm. pre eclampsia she was having?
3: Yeah, that caused the seizure, and basically having going through with the birth solved all the problems. Like yeah. she doesn't have any lingering things. One more thing about this: Did you notice that the doctor was about? 98 years old oh some of these people were very very old i mean when we talk about
2: doctor now from my 600 pounds life i do think he's heading into his 90th year on this planet and he is still sit- stitching up and cutting out stomachs you're like scalpel and he barely moves as well barely shuffles and then suddenly he's in a new room he's outstanding so good and you're okay. right. A lot of these doctors were really, really getting up there as well. But, you know, yeah.
3: they're still they're living out the dream of acting as well. Love it. Love it. OK, let's talk about the goths,
2: please. Please talk about the goths. This is my favorite.
3: Oh, my God. OK, so these teenagers, early 20 year old couple comes in a guy and a girl and they are goths they're wearing black they're pale okay hot topic yes and they come in and basically this guy has convinced himself and his girlfriend that he is turning into a vampire yeah yeah
2: you so it starts off when i said at the top of this that there are some people that love the limelight a little bit too much on this it was this woman we're mm-hmm. focusing on nurse marie Pa. <gasps> and oh. she but half of her she's just been a complete bitch right and then the other half of her is like oh i'm finally on camera fuck all these doctors i'm a nurse but i'm the one that they're interviewing so it's this stupid setup of her like being oh spooked at her desk because she's like I'm just watching a, a spooky trailer for a spooky movie, and then she's like tells the camera you know I'm just so scared I can't go and watch horror movies anywhere and I can't, I'm just so scared of everything. She goes in and sees these two kids and there's Isaac who's like this emaciated pale kid and his girl goth girlfriend Kaylee they're pale and skinny and the Kaylee goes. I think I, what's wrong with Isaac His bruises on him. He can't take his sunglasses off. He's pale. And Kaylee's like, I think he's turning into a vampire. And he's like, (sighs) I mean, it was really ridiculous. And then, so the nurse is like, and I was so scared. I didn't want to really go back and through him. And I'm thinking, I don't think you should be a nurse. First of all, I have a lot of issues with you being a nurse. If you're scared of two goth teenagers and then, she comes and she's kind of going back and forth with her and this doctor she's like i think there's something there's something going on here and um she goes back in and he has like blood in his mouth and he says he needs to feed and she needs to get blood out of him blood withdrawn and he just can't do it because it's hurting him so his, much his eyes his eyes turn orange his eyes changed color so at this point i mean i'm completely thinking as a vampire just so we're aware before we move forward I genuinely do believe in them and it's night where I am and all I'm gonna say is that they do exist and just be careful out there that's all I'm gonna say I don't like to talk about them at night that's usually one of my things and I'm really not messing around I genuinely do believe in them and I just think you need to be careful when we're talking about them but um these these this guy's eyes change. So she's getting freakier and freakier. So she's doing this interview, Kate. And she goes, I just work." she has some serious attitude. She goes, you know, I don't know what was going on because sometimes people, you know, we get these kids in here that are just weirdos. And I'm like, she's calm down. Like you're talking about your patience," And she's this little like, little feisty attitude all the time. I'm like, you need to just relax. And then uh, let me see what happens. So she gets the blood out all of this was genuinely happening to him. He wasn't putting any of this on and they find out he has this. Oh, and then there's a scene of her, like at her computer, a desk looking up vampire websites. (laughs) I was, that was great. That was a good TLC moment. That was really good. And they find out he
3: had a syndrome. The name I did not right now. Wilson's Wilson's syndrome. High, High level of copper in his system. Yeah. So, um,
2: that was really, really interesting. And then they're like, and then Kaylee's like,
3: you mean he's not turning into a vampire? And they're like, no, sorry. Um so at yeah. One point, at, wait, at one point she, the nurse goes in there because she keeps having to draw blood and he's getting pissed off about it because he needs the blood. He's a vampire. And she's like, well, we're trying to figure out what's going on with you. And he goes, I'm having symptoms because I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. He keeps repeating it. And he's Scream. yelling. He's screaming. Christ. And then the girlfriend just goes. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it was amazing.
2: <laughs> it. was amazing. So it was one of my favorites, but that nurse, she was ready. She was ready to get her next job. She loved it. I'm sure she's quit
3: nursing now. I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Full-time actress. Yep. She's like doing extra work on the set of like CSI or something. Yeah.
2: Did you hear about CSI? Someone got shot on. Well, that's another thing. Someone got shot on the set of CSI this week because- They were, a, um, they were in um, a part of organized crime in New York, a genuine member of organized crime. And I think he was either advising on an episode, as they do, and they, he had a hit on him. And he was shot on the set. Oh yeah. my God. That's yeah.
3: Crazy. Yeah. No, I had not heard that. Uh, next one, Kate. Well, we next forgot one. about the girl who is a motocross in love with motocross and she did a high jump on her bike and Mm -hmm. fell down on an iron fence that uh, impaled her basically. Yeah. The Dakota had an entire part of a fence through her neck
2: and it thankfully like it missed everything. Like she had her voice, her vocal cords were fine uh, a tr- a tra- tr- trachea was fu- it was unbelievable. She and her spine wasn't damaged. Unbelievable.
3: They get it her off, and she's all. just like, "Will I be able to ride motocross again?" And I'm like, "Girl." And the
2: parents <laughs> like that up. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> oh, shut up. <laughs> okay, so, so that was episode, episode one. Yeah. So what's in episode two? Foreign objects. I was thinking, when is there going to be someone with something stuck up their ass? I kept <laughs> waiting for it.
3: <laughs> I know. Oh instead we get Elena. She's an older woman with a heart attack. Um, the main, oh, thing, yeah. the main thing about this story is that, that I thought was funny. Sorry. It's not funny that she had a heart attack, but what was funny to me was that, so she comes in, she's having a heart attack and then her mom comes in and they look the exact same age. Like they're That's both, what I thought. they're both 65. And the mom finds out that the daughter is having a heart attack. So then she collapses and has a heart attack and these are STEMI. Yeah. And so then the sister, the first lady's sister comes in and she finds out about all this and she has the same type of heart attack.
2: Yeah. So all three of these women do all look the same age they didn't do very well in casting this one but they all had heart attacks at the same time yeah and the doctor discovered that it was something um it was a genetic disease wellens was this the
3: wellens syndrome
2: yes i think it was this one um and it's a case that um they can all have but is it, was it the same? simp? They can get. They can. Ca- they they react in the same manner. It was very odd. It was like psychological.
3: No. Um. Yeah. I think it was a genetic predisposition to, um, you know, heart issues that they didn't know about. And basically, the the whole running joke with this episode too was, um, Doctor C. Do is this young guy and he looks really young and so there were seriously like five different jokes about people being like are you where's the doctor and he'd be like i'm the doctor like doogie hauser type of thing but anyways um he there they were at a family reunion and he's like don't tell no more family members can come in because they'll probably collapse like yeah because know, they all
2: have a predisposition of reacting in a way to bad news that would give them a heart so it was really odd it was really know. vague yeah um so that was it there was also yeah. did you i had to make a note about this section of this episode season uh, uh episode two so um dr S- uh Suru is in this corridor and he's gone to see like this this other doctor that was i think was the cardiologist. And there's this weird scene where they're both in a hallway and he's like, well, it, I don't know what this was supposed to be. I, I don't know if they edited it poorly or what it was supposed to be. So he goes up to this older woman it's a cardiologist and he goes, so another patient has come in and she's actually the daughter of the mother that just had a heart attack. And now she's had, having a heart attack or whatever, vice versa. And this woman who's playing the cardiologist just gives him an intensely evil look and
3: he's like, ugh
2: and walks away did you see that
3: oh yeah she was such a bitch i was like what is up her at like who would? i didn't get it
2: did we miss something (laughs) was it like some sex underlying sexual tension or rejection or something between these two characters
3: another joke dr c dude just like your penis last night (laughs) like it it was like
2: seriously it was such a weird scene it was like she was like oh and walked away from him and I was like, um, what? Okay. But then I've got to talk about Dr. Sadiq. Okay. Yeah. So we're used to this now in episode two, but we weren't, we weren't ready for this, Kate. This guy comes on, he goes, so, you know, I've been an ER doctor for however long. And, uh, you know, I did a lot of stuff. I actually worked, uh, overseas with the military and, uh, I was Saddam Hussein's doctor. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Give me a second on that one, TLC. I forgot you, about that. Did you just say you were Saddam Hussein's doctor? And he rushes through it and goes, and, what, and what's kind of great about that is that, you know, I'm asked a lot to go on television now. And I'm like, ding, 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 ding. All right. Dr. City is coming for Dr. Oz. Like he is ready to make his debut. So that was just, a. by the way, that's just a little side note that he threw in at the beginning. And then they went yeah. straight into the story. And I'm like, I think we need to talk more about him being Saddam Hussein's doctor. Because that didn't end very well. Anyway, um... Wow. So woman comes in. They thought it was a DUI. She was swerving. And then you have this this actor that is supposed to be the other driver whose wife has been injured that is just over. I mean, he's taking it to a 10. He's on a 10 the entire scene. This woman's a drunk and she hit my car, but he is really
3: auditioning the shit out of this he really is and the woman playing his wife is just shaking her head she's like sit down jerry you're annoying everyone and just her acting i liked because you could just see in her eyes she was just like i should have married joseph or whatever (laughs) it's
2: (laughs) probably it's probably when you know you're on set uh because if if any of you listeners didn't know kate and i are thespians and we have had a an extensive extensive list of roles, none of which we want to talk about. We've had no, a- no, no, no. We don't
3: need to go into it or anything. But just know, <laughs>
2: no, just, just, just a no, really big, like big time, classically big, trained, classically trained, both of us, big time big time um but anyway so it's like when you're on set and you're backstage with someone you're doing a scene with and you're like I hate you because they're talking Ugh. and you just realize you absolutely hate it, and then you have to go on set and act. it was like that between she, both of them she used it though she, she used, used it professional and, yep yep just like Kate and I would just like Kate and I would exactly um so they're like oh uh she had been this girl had gone had didn't have a seatbelt on had gone through the window of the car and then Dr. Sudeep Saddam Hussein's doctor that should be his full name Sadiq Saddam Hussein's doctor Bosey. like that should be his full name um <laughs> noticed that she had like this rash or burn on her butt and then on her hand and by the way the actress that they picked I swear they did an audition for our ass because this girl had the most perfect body did you see her oh, ass
3: yeah I was like dang like she was ready for that she trained for this she, she did her squats this morning
2: they literally like rolled her over to show it, and this girl was like perfect ass in a thong, like just gorgeous <laughs> back every. I was like, "Wow, all right, TLC. Um, so what they discovered on this one, which was crazy, like why she got a rash on her butt and then her hand? Why wasn't she wearing a seatbelt? They toxicology, she wasn't on drugs, she wasn't drinking. Why would she take a seatbelt off? She was very responsible. Da, 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 da. Turns out that she had had a cell phone in her back pocket that had exploded. And she'd—it was getting hot, burning her while she was driving. Took the seatbelt off to reach behind to get it, burnt her hand, crashed the car, and went through the windscreen. If you talk about a set of circumstances in your life,
3: what the? Fuck, I was dude? like, drop the brand. What phone was this? I like, I wanted. To, I mean, I can guarantee you that uh Sadiq
2: Saddam Hussein's Dr. Bosey, has been on a couple of um other shows about this case I'm sure he has because that would have yeah. I do remember remember cell phones exploding I've heard all of that before mm-hmm. so um I know he, we could find him somewhere else but um yeah. that was that
3: one yep. and then <gasps> you want to do the other one Kay? Oh, yeah. this one. okay so this young lady comes in she's she has uh some uh, stomach pain she's with this guy so she's wearing gray sweats like a Groot if you will gray sweatsuit and she's with this guy in a fancy suit this kind of like suave guy and he is really nonchalant about her being in pain and the doctor's very suspicious he's like who is this guy who is this guy and what's going on and he, the guy's like, give her the meds and we'll go. Like her stomach hurts, just give her the give her the pain pills and we'll head out. He wants to get her out there quick. And I guess this one. pretty Oh, I now. think
2: I think the cat pretty. down the street guessed it. I mean, yeah. seems, I know. And this this nurse is like, I don't, I didn't really know what was going on, dude. I was like, you're, you're another really? one, yeah. yeah.
3: And so anyways, once they say like, well, we're going to do an x-ray. We're going to find out like what's going on in there. The guy bolts, he leaves Mm -hmm. and turns out she was a drug mule. And Mm -hmm. one of the baggies ruptured inside of her. And so she had all these drugs exploded in her. And um, so they get it out. They're pulling, they pull all the baggies out. (laughs) And this isn't the craziest part of the story. She's fine by the way. Yeah. She's fine. They're like, okay, great. We solved it. So then the doctor is like, yeah. So then these detectives showed up and they want to, you know, come see, you know, see the drugs, confiscate the drugs for evidence. So these two guys come in, they're wearing suits. He like takes them back to They're like, where are the drugs? He's like, Oh, they're in the OR I bet. So they go back to the OR and the guys, I, this was like, you I- can see this a mile away. The guys, they just start, like, quickly putting
2: in, in, like, a
3: pocket. Just like, oh, I'll take these drugs. (laughs) Oh, yeah. uh, Evidence, evidence, evidence. And they're, like, taking it. They walk out and they leave. And then the nurse is like, oh, the detectives are almost here. And he's like, no, they already came. And she's like, what? No detectives have been. Okay. Those were the drug dealers. They took the drugs. They got away. The detectives show up and he's like, sorry, guys. (laughs) Sorry guys, lost the drugs.
2: <laughs> anyway, so so first of all, two strikes in that first day. He went but blatant drug mule in front of him, and he's like, mm, I didn't really know what was going on. And then then these random people, I would love to have known if they had even shown an ID, if it was just like a piece of cardboard with detective written on it. And he got, oh, you need to see the drugs. On what planet did he think that he took them into an operating room, by the way, which is supposed to be sterilized. And he just to, took two random people in there, just grabbed them off a tray, stuck them in a bag and was like, peace, I'll see you later. Like... Dr. Crazy. Nurse Louise needs to go back to school. I would say Do- nurse Louise is working too many hours. That was,
3: it was a lot. It was a lot. So episode three. Yeah. That episode was episode two. two. <laughs> we got to like power <laughs> through guys. We like, have to, guys. <laughs>
2: Sorry. We are going at a pace here because we got to get through this. Okay. Three. So we start off with, um, a doctor, Dr. Bailey, and she describes like at the first quite personal stuff she's like it yeah, starts off with you know I wasn't ready for, for uh I wasn't ready like to wait around for Mr. Wright to come and I'm like hang on have we got a crossover here in 90 day or something what's going oh, on um, and she's like so I decided to have a daughter on my own a baby on my own and I have my daughter and she brought the daughter with her to work that night um and that was I don't know why they brought that in but anyway um then this man comes in with a gunshot wound in his groin and his wife is acting really weird. And then they're thinking, they're making you think, Oh, she shot him. Like, why did she, you know, what was going on here? Why did she shoot him? She's trying to cover it up. Um, Dr. Bailey gives them morphine and he's getting very sleepy and he's saying some stuff and she's sorting him out. He was fine other guy comes in with a gunshot wound and it's um and they are um and they realize they both work together when the cops come in the wife tries to get the guy out before the cops come in so you're like okay the bitch did this i wonder why she did it like what's going on you're thinking she had an affair with the man and then it's like no the two men were
3: sleeping with each other and it's like "Oh, oh my god. He's not sleeping with my wife. He's sleeping with me. First of all, I was laughing because it was like such a jump. Like literally the cops show up. They find out that they w- both work at the same plumbing company. And the next thing out of their mouth is, is this guy sleeping with your wife? I was like, whoa. Uh, hi. <laughs> kind of like,
1: Where'd
3: you get that?
2: Uh, hi. It, I know it was just straight into it, straight into it.
3: And then. <laughs> Irene, this acting—I was dying. She, she was super deadpan. She really, she was not the wife. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Super deadpan, and she just goes, "Please, I had no idea my husband was gay, and to find out like that—that he was sleeping with one of his coworkers—and then she walks out. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I." Can you come
2: back? Because you shot two people. So if you don't mind, you can't actually exit on a line like that. I need to put you in handcuffs. Uh, but no,
3: that was then, all fine. And then it's like an ooey-gooey love story. The doctor's like, yeah, you know, it, it just actually ended... I, I didn't expect this, but it ended up being a really beautiful love story. Because then, then like, the wife gets arrested and then the one of the guys goes over to the other guy's hospital bed and they're holding hands. And I'm like, oh, that is nice. But it was just like such sorry. a... No, there was
2: a violent attempted murder of two people. And the doctor's like, it ended up being a love story. Yeah, Dude, go and look after your daughter because I don't know what's going on there with you. Next one. This is really odd. So we have um, Dr. Alan Scott. And he has a um oh here's a little I'll do a very mini rant um, it was um, a he said they got a um, call ahead as they do with anyone coming into the ER this was a motorcycle accident and he says the doctor says motorcycles when they come in we they're always the worst." of automobile, kind of whatever um, road accidents. And you know what I have had, and I've told many people this, I've never been on a motorbike in my life and I am terrified of them. And when I was little, I had a massive phobia of them. So I am convinced that in a past life, I had an accident on one, or I basically mm. will never go on one because I have a premonition that it will be the last time I'll do anything like dead serious. Wow. So in this, in this podcast, you've learned, I believe in vampires and I have a premonition about dying on a motorbike,
3: bike, but I'm, I'm dead. I'm the exact opposite. My dad has had a motorcycle since he was a teenager. And I like grew up riding on the back of it. Like he would pick me Terrified. up from school on it. He'd pick Terrified me up from softball them. practice on it. So I, I
2: yeah, I've I am terrified that. of them. And I had um, my cousin um, really, really wanted one as an older kind of teenager or as a teenager was desperate, like when they turned 16 or whatever to get one. Right. And the cousin's mother was an ER nurse. And so what she did is she said, I'm going to bring you in and I'm going to show you the people in intensive care from motorcycle accidents. And he never got one. because the amount of accidents on motorbikes stop like i I can't i can't say it enough they yeah i I hate them they they terrify me
3: and then you see those people in la that are because in la it's it's legal to uh split lanes so you'll be on like the 101 or something and you'll just see you'll just all of a sudden a motorcycle will just zip past your window splitting lanes i've I'm I didn't
2: like, know what it was. I'd never heard of splitting lanes or I didn't know what any of that means. They do, So it means they don't wait behind the vehicle in front of them. They just go in and out of traffic constantly. Crazy. First of all, it's LA where everyone's in an accident every single day. Yep. So you you cannot, and these are like five line monster freeways. It's just, I I hate them. They terrify me. I can't, I can't advise people enough don't go on motorbikes honestly i have such a fear of them um anyway so he said that this doctor said that he goes this is not going to be good when he comes in the man comes in he's a young guy and he is really badly injured and the nurse comes over nurse julie comes over and you see that um you know his girlfriend also comes in or fiance and she's pregnant and she goes what's going on what's going on a nurse julie goes over to this man and she starts acting very strangely, Dr. Scott notices, and then she faints. And they're like, mate, she's, she's diabetic, maybe it's something with the glucose. And then she's like, no, 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 I can come back, I can come back. They start working on the guy even more, and he's in really bad shape. And the fiancé's like, what's going on, what's going on? And then Dr. Julie goes up to this fiancé and is acting very strangely with her and being like, you're pregnant? Really? Uh, you know, you, you don't need to be with him. What, because you're pregnant it was a very odd line where, even when you find out what this is all about I didn't really understand that line do you,
3: do you think that TLC just added that in for drama uh yep. Yeah. Uh, I is didn't it, get it, it, it as wasn't soon as context. I said that I was like of course <laughs>
2: but it, it wasn't even in context of what we find out either no, because no. she was basically going up to the girl being like
3: you don't need to stay
2: with him you know and this girl's like what, anyway, so they're doing more and more yeah. on this guy, and then they're about to give him some medicine, and the nurse goes, "Don't give that to him, he's allergic, and they're like, "No, he's not. we don't we have his background here, it doesn't say anything, and she goes, "No it is and they go, "Well, how do you know? Pause because he's my son <gasps> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> He had last seen him when he was fifteen, and she had basically kicked him out, and he had disappeared, and she'd never seen him again. so this guy comes into the e r and it's her son like in his thirties or something now. And um, anyway, so they kind of go through that. And then it's um, the the fiance going, I, you know, he said his parents were dead and she's like, well, his dad is dead, but I'm not. And then it's about them kind of reconciling, but it's that line still didn't make any sense. If that had, all of this had happened, why would you go up and say, don't stay away? I, I didn't get any of that. I didn't get any of that at all. Like stay away from him. I didn't, do you know what I mean? I, didn't I, get that just, at all. I just
3: took it as she didn't, she didn't like, she didn't like that girl. So she was trying to talk her into not being with her son or something. It seemed yes, like she just it, didn't it like it. It was him. like
2: minute. Yeah, it was really odd. Was anyway, yeah. um so there was that. Yep. Then what else did we we have Kaufman, didn't we, that weird symptoms.
3: This one I don't have much notes on Neither it. No, I <laughs> Basically the thing with this guy is he had disappearing and reappearing symptoms, so he uh-huh. would be like uh, uh, and then the doctor would come over and he'd be like, "Oh, I'm fine." Yeah, and then touch mom- him, and then and then fine. yeah, and then the mom kept being like, "You're healing him with your energy," and the doctor's like, "No, I'm not. <laughs> like, I'm really not." And I don't even know what happened with him, but that was um, it.
2: there was another guy that came in that basically had been poisoned because he bought, bought this like illegal bug spray online. Oh. And that poison was reacting to a syndrome that the other guy had. So for some reason they were interacting and in cross-contamination. So when mm-hmm. um co- the doctor touched him, something happened. Yeah. So yeah, that was that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> episode four. We're getting through it. We're getting Onward through and it. Upward. Yeah. Oh, moving on. on. All right, okay. episode four. We start with um, Doctor Michael. Uh, someone comes in, fell off a ladder. This is these are my notes. See, that's like first <laughs> couple of episodes, like detailed notes. Second, this is this is the entire story for this this person. Fell off a ladder, has rebar through her thigh. Bee attack, heart attack. That's all. <laughs> that's all I wrote about this woman. She basically was doing D, DIY. K, fell off a ladder got a big rebar through her thigh, which is that thick pole that you put in when you make building a house. And then she'd stuff on her back. They were like, oh, bee attack slash heart attack. Then she was fine. Yeah. Great. Next Uh, one.
3: There is a... (laughs) One of my notes for one of these patients is simply... Lady in ER with arm not getting blood flow. <laughs> <laughs> I also
2: added to that racism as well. <laughs> oh, I've, what happened with that? Okay. So this woman comes on the doctor and she is quite young looking, attractive black woman, has like long hair. And I'm pointing this out because she says, most people don't take me seriously because mm. um I'm a young black woman. And I I look after my hair. I look after my nails. I look good. And then she just goes, and I live in the South. So people always think I, no one can believe
3: I'm a doctor. And I'm like, Ooh, there's a
2: couple of issues we're touching on here. Yes. Yeah. I
3: remember that now.
2: Yeah. And it's kind of all about her not being taken seriously. And there's a woman that her, it's like complaining about her arm. So Dr. Brown goes up to the um, receptionist or whatever, an intake, and it's like, she needs to be seen. And this woman's very dismissive of her. And she's like, no, she needs to be seen. She goes over to her, her arm is like ice cold. Um, She doesn't have a pulse, and then, um, she, the, the Dr. Brown is like, there's something seriously wrong with her. So she pushes forward to get this woman to bed, to get her admitted this, um, she goes and then this the hot shot doctor comes down young, good looking white guy comes down and is like, I can take care of all of this oh, and yeah. claims he finds a pulse and gave some random diagnosis. And then he walks off and says to Dr. Brown, no, I couldn't find a pulse and i'm like i think there's a lot of stuff that needs to be investigated with that doctor um you're putting him on blast and i think quite rightly something should be looked into there at that hospital and then i'm sure a lot of can you imagine the repercussions of these shows of what happened can you imagine dr brown going into work the next day after this aired being like "Ooh, so i did call all of you racist and i probably got that doctor fired but I was on a TRC show. <laughs> it was so weird. Anyway, so she kind of diagnosed that the woman was going to lose her arm due to lack of blood flow. And she saved her. And she yep. started crying at the end. Yep. So I liked, I liked Dr. Brown. I related to Let's her.
3: quickly. Okay, let's save the wildest one for last. I think you know which one I'm talking about. I, we, I only have one left.
2: Oh yes, yeah. sorry, no, no, sorry. I do. no I don't. I do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yes. So
3: I'll quickly go through this other one and then we'll get to Please the do. wild one. Yep. Yep. So yes. Uh this one, it's a woman and her daughter. Um she has um inflammation of the arteries around her eyes. So she she's losing her peripheral vision. Um and whatever this, this one was fine. Like they just had to give her some medicine or something. And the doctor was like, give it 72 (laughs) hours. And
2: I love that. Just to give us medicine. It's fine. Well, (laughs) wasn't it? I don't know no, I just think it's really funny because it's like how did this make the show yeah
3: she was sick she went to a hospital got medicine then she was fine some of these you're like why they were really grasping at this straws was a, hair. yeah this was a filler one she it was like oh she loves dancing she's like I don't know if I'll ever be able to dance again and the doctor's like give it 72 hours and you'll feel like dancing and you're gonna an, dance with me with me take an aspirin you'll be fine no it was yeah. she had two
2: things going on in her inner ear yeah and they were diseases that she genetically had it was very and it was hard to kind of identify but he did and this guy was called bob slay dr slay, dr. slay. <laughs> and then he was an older guy and it started off being like oh technology's awful I just yeah. a random like boomer moaning <laughs> at the beginning and you're like okay <laughs> moving on um then we get to Woo. the wildest so i want you to just taken, we've, we've covered a couple of people here that their jobs are in question. Okay. Mm -hmm. And Mr. Slay, you're getting old, sorry, Dr. Slay, you're getting older. I do think due to what happened next, we should really reassess retirement ages Mm. because he says (laughs) this guy's come in with his wife. She's in a wheelchair. She's not moving. Catatonic catatonic and you know he 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 only wants to see a doctor so Dr. Slay goes over and he goes you know I saw this woman and I was worried she was catatonic he explains what that is and it's very rare but it can happen it's kind of psychosomatic and I looked at her and I thought she's not I realize this woman isn't moving and the husband's all up in arms and he's like listen I need to see a female doctor because she's been abused by a man and so you think oh that's getting dark it was very evident what was happening at the very beginning to viewers okay and it sh- let's just say it should have been evident to Dr. Slay. So he's like, okay, I'll get a female nurse and let's come. What we've got to do this, we've got to see her. So he goes, Let me take off her hat. She's his hat so taking off the hat,
0: mm-hmm. still
2: doesn't notice it. Up in front of this woman. Then he goes, and then I touched and felt for a pulse, and she had no pulse. That's when I realized she was a sex doll. Yep. I'm so okay. Yep. This yep. this doctor had this sex doll in front of him had even gone so far as taking the hat off and didn't understand that this was something made of rubber and not human flesh. I personally was extremely worried about Dr. Slay at that point. Very worried. And also very impressed by the makers of the doll. And they should have been featured. They should have had their name mentioned.
3: Okay, okay, quick question. Was that a doll or was that an actress holding very still?
2: Good question.
3: Good, 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 good question.
2: I think at the end it was a it was an actress. Okay, yeah, I think it was. It was either um, that or a very been, realistic doll, which <laughs> evidently was used in real life. But no, this they couldn't. They didn't have the budget. Those sex dolls are like seven thousand dollars, ten thousand dollars. I watched right. many a documentary on that.
0: <laughs> many. <laughs>
2: Anyway, so this guy is like, so, so then, you know, doctor says like, oh, this is ridiculous. Waste of time. And then the guy's like, no, no, you don't understand. Okay, this is the story because you don't understand. She, after my wife died and I got Belinda or whatever the doll's name was, you know, I came home from work the other day and she was watching TV when I left. And when I came back, she was up in the bed and she was naked and she'd been essentially raped by my neighbor. He'd had sex with her. And now I'm worried in case she's pregnant or has STDs. So what did Dr. Slay do? He decided, nah, you know, I don't have anything else to do. I'm just an ER doctor. (laughs) I'm going to do a pelvic exam on a sex doll and prove to this man that she's not pregnant. So you see him set up a woman for a pelvic exam, but it's a doll. Her legs are spread. He's in there with a rubber glove taking swabs from a sex doll to make sure that she's not pregnant to show the husband.
3: It was interesting. I, I actually watching it. I'll be honest. I actually felt like he was being really empathetic here because Agreed. he was he, because the thing with this guy, he's like, okay, he's going through extreme grief. He's clear. You know, he's very depressed and this is his coping mechanism. And he's not going to calm down until sure. we, until we just do this and just, sure. let's just do it and calm his mind down. The nurse, the nurse is like doing, pulling all these faces like, I know. really? it's so funny i know but, I, but you so know, so that way, it was like nice but it was also like why do they have the time how do they have the time to do this yeah and the resources there
2: was a pregnant woman a couple of episodes ago that couldn't even go and get seen because she didn't have health
3: insurance but this dude is giving a pelvic exam to a sex doll that's the thing all the episodes the nurses the er nurses are constantly having to like placate these people because everyone's like my my so my wife needs to get seen my husband needs to get seen we've been waiting forever like everyone's always freaking out of course because they want to be seen and there's so many people so if you're right if I was in the waiting
2: room (laughs) if I
3: (laughs) and I found out that I was still waiting because a doll was getting examined I'd be a little little pissed a little bit.
2: Okay. I, um, I, if you want to take us into episode five, I'm actually going to light some sage I have here just because I have sage. We've spoken about Mm these and we've spoken about premonitions and we're talking about medical stuff. So I'm going to do a little blessing here, guys. Kate,
3: take us into episode five, please. Episode five is called skin deep. So this is the episode that I cried
2: Okay. I'm trying to, Oh, I know what you were crying at. No,
3: no. (sighs) Okay. Well, this farmer comes in and he apparently kicked a fence. Was it a wooden fence? He was, it was rotted or something and he was kicking it in or something like that. Farm shit, you know, and he got an infection on his foot. So they thought, and at first they thought it was like a flesh eating bacteria type of thing you know, there's code sepsis. It was very, very serious. It was escalating very quickly and they couldn't figure out what it was. And so they were like, can you, is there anyone that can bring us a chunk of this wood so that we can figure out what infected you, what's Mm -hmm. going on? And he's like, well, not really. I don't know. I don't know. I haven't talked to my daughter in a year because she took my wife's side during the divorce. Well, that's when Kate started crying (laughs) (laughs) he is pretty much unconscious at this point but the daughter shows up
0: Mm -hmm. and
3: she she has this cooler with her Mm
0: -hmm. she was
3: at a soccer game she dumped Mm -hmm. out the Gatorades went to her dad's picked up this piece of wood didn't see something else that was also with the piece of wood put it in the cooler came to the hospital they're like okay yeah your dad's gonna be really happy to see you. Oh, I forgot before, before she got there, the guy is talking to the doctor and he goes, if my daughter ends up showing up, can you just tell her that I love her? And he's like, well, you can tell her that. And the guy just looks at the doctor and he goes, I think I'm going to die. And the doctor said, I've only heard that two other times in my career. And both times those people passed.
2: That's a lie. I just want to say that's a complete lie. Everyone in hospital thinks
3: they're dying. So that's a lie. That was a TLC line, but it got me. It got me. (laughs) And so then, (laughs) so then the daughter ends up showing up and they're like, okay, well, you should come see your dad, you know, and you know, tell him you're here. And she's like, "Eh, no, I'm just bringing the cooler. That's it. And they're like, you should really go see your dad. This is really serious. Like you got to see him. So she's like, okay. And so she goes over there and she holds his hand and she's like, I'm here dad and everything and then he starts crying because he's feeling emotional and the tears are blood you know huge and they're like holy fucking shit and so then they're like the there's there's blood like coming up in his throat and they have to clear his airway and it's this whole thing they get him stabilized and then the doctors like oh and then i remembered the cooler So he goes over to the cooler and he hears a hissing noise. He's like, are there some soda pops in there that are hissing? And she's like, no, "No, I dumped out the cooler after my soccer game. And then he opens it up and there's a fucking rattlesnake in there.
2: And that's, if I was going to cry anywhere in this episode, it would be
3: that. It was real. It was real, wasn't it? Stop
2: using animals on television and film. I'm not going to go into the rant right now. Everyone that's ever listened to any episodes of this (laughs) podcast know exactly how I feel about animal rights. Yeah. I... Stop using them, okay? Stop circuses. They should be completely cancelled. Germany has a circus where they do—they use holograms of animals instead of using animals. That is the way we should go. Stop using animals. In film and television. Carry on, Kate. I was
3: shocked as well. Didn't um, like it. Didn't like it. I hate. I'm sorry. I hate snakes. I'm really okay. scared. Of, I'm. Scared. It's not that I don't want them to have you know, right. I'm scared of them. I'm just scared of them. And um, mm-hmm. so I was shocked that it was a real snake. I was like, why are they using a real snake? They could have just done, I don't know, just flashed like to a- it and had it be a fake thing. Cause the, the wound work, the makeup department, very good. I was like, I think they, have very the good. I think they have the budget here to like make it just show us that it's a snake anyways. Yeah. Anyway. So it was a snake bite <sighs> snake bite. They give him a bunch of anti-venom. He lives
2: blah blah fine
3: blah, with a kid. Blah. Yep. Um,
2: this next one was the first one. I want to take it over, Kate, because you're probably, sure. I'm sure you probably got this as well. This is the first time out of all of this. Now, as we know, I do believe I, without any training, could be a doctor/slash surgeon, slash lawyer, uh etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yep. But In this, I hadn't had any opportunity where I was like, I was like, God damn it. I didn't have a single opportunity where I was like, that wouldn't happen. You would have, I was like, oh shit, this is, I can't even get them. Because for some reason, I think I know better than ER doctors and nurses. But anyway, (laughs) um, then we meet Dr. Haig. Now she starts off by saying, I'm a very straightforward person. And I tell them it is what it is. And I was like, "Uh, okay, Perhaps you can clear something up for me. They have a man that, first of all, it starts with this whole nurse that um, going on Tinder and being like, oh, wow, wow, I can't find a boyfriend. And uh, Dr. Hage is like, oh, well, yes, you will. It's fine. And then this guy comes in and the nurse is like, ooh, I'll take care of him. <laughs> and it's like, oh, okay. And he's there with, I thought it was his mother, but it was an older woman friend that he takes to church. So this nurse is like, oh, he's such a great guy. I can't believe it. da. So they said his name, and I went back like three times, and I'm like, I've often it must be a pronunci- pronunciation thing. They said his name was Karen. Did you hear that too? They kept saying Karen, and I listened to it three times. They kept saying Karen. Karen. And I said, Is, to be, is that an American, like K- Karen? or K- is that a name? I, you know how I am with American names.
3: Yeah, I, I don't remember thinking it sounded I like Karen really because i would say karen and i thought it was like karen or something
2: karen okay well to me she kept saying karen and i was uh, like oh okay i don't really what's his name and i listened to it again and it was like karen and i was like is she saying uh, anyway so that was a weird thing oh no
3: it was oh i have it written down actually because oh, i, I was like shit i don't remember Kieran, it was Kieran, like K- oh, it was I-
2: Kieran. Kieran,
3: K i e r a n, like that. Type oh of wow,
2: I heard it as Karen. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I would say Kieran. Kieran, I guess she was Kieran. maybe saying it like Kieran. Kieran, Kieran. So Kieran. sounded like Kieran. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay, that mm-hmm. sounds like okay. That. Thank you for clearing that up. Yeah. Which kind of made, which was like made the next thing even weirder. So the way this is shown is that this guy has abdominal pain. Okay. See, I didn't say stomach pain because I'm trying to be more professional in this one. Um, Oh yeah. I'm, imp- she- I'm impressed. Thank you. And Dr. Haig has, um, Kieran's shirt off and she's feeling around and saying as she would, you know, is this hurting here in your stomach? And Kieran goes, Oh, it's right there. Okay. Shirt's off, she's feeling around. She to do an ultrasound. They do an ultrasound and she starts screaming at the person that did an ultrasound and said, you sent me the wrong ultrasound. And in, in her interview, she's like, this is someone that always messes up in the ER. And they're like, oh God, okay. <laughs> Another one that has to go face Baby them at work bitch. the next day. Yeah. <laughs> um, this is just an excuse for all these people to shit on their coworkers on yeah. television.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'll show that. <laughs>
2: seriously so anyway they come back and they said and she's going off on this um person the old sound because they're like you sent me the wrong one because you're, this is showing a womb this is a female patient and they said no this is correct da, 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 da. um kieran's girlfriend comes in and oh and she also gets a gynecologist to come in double check yes this is a womb that you're seeing and the girlfriend comes in and says yes um kieran is a transsexual um a trans man and he, you know, he stopped hormones a while ago. So this is all kind of explains everything fine. But did you pick up on this, Kate? They had the shirt off off of Kieran. Yep. Kieran had had top surgery, obviously, because there were no breasts. There are always scars, two large scars, even yeah. in, you can't get around it. Even like the best top, top surgery, you would have seen two, this doctor would have seen two scars under where the breasts were. I had the exact same thought. Good. Yeah. That made no I was like, she the doctor would have seen that. Why was she surprised? She's like, I'm
3: straightforward.
2: I know it all. But maybe like, two uh, scars? Yeah. That didn't anyway. So that was kind of maybe it, in real
3: maybe in real life he hadn't had top surgery, but just didn't have a large chest at all or something.
2: It's a doctor that studied for seven years just in medical school. I think they'd be able to tell if they were female breasts or not.
3: All right. All right. I'm just trying to figure out how she could because the, the, the alternative is that there's these two scars and she didn't even think of no that.
2: the alternative probably is that when they were when she was touching the stomach, she just pulled the shirt up, not up to the nipples. That's oh, my only okay. explanation. Yeah. But in the reenactment, it had the shirt was completely off. That's, yeah, that's probably that's, what that, happened. That must be it, yeah. Not that Dr. Haig is completely incompetent. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she always gets the x-rays wrong meanwhile (laughs) i missed two scars yeah and the last one kate on i know yeah on episode five
3: so this is a bunch of um, civil war reenactment actors coming in they're playing Mm -hmm. the drums they won't respond to their real names they'll only respond to general whatever and (laughs) general whatever gives a no, I'm just kidding. They're just like they're they just annoyed me. I was like, I know it was really annoying, does, pointless. Does this? They just burst into the. Anyways, this was all about heat stroke. They all just um, had a heat stroke. They all just had a heat stroke, and, and they were reenactment. There was actors. one. There was one guy that had a bayonet, uh, through his through his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. And They 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 pretty much just yanked it out like fucking. What's that Disney thing? Oh, the sword. Sword, Yes. Sword and in the sword stone. And stone. It was yeah. very sword King in the Arthur. stone because yeah. the doctor kind of yanked it out because it, it didn't hit and it didn't hit the lungs or anything like that. It was just in his like muscles, he yanked it out and kind of held it in the air. I was like, he's really leaning into this, but that was that. Whatever. yeah that was that when they just
2: had heat they had heat stroke and then
3: doctor was like people don't know how intense that oh. is and how much it kills so many people one last thing about episode five when the emt guy this was another example of saying something so casually <laughs> the emt guy brings in the the guy that had the bayonet impaled in his shoulder yeah and he goes next customer we got an
2: impalement <laughs> i just y- you know you know the doctor that is spent has been been spent what 20-something years in education. So here's that. And just that was the moment he thought, should I have done this show? It just all came crashing down around him. My career is over. All right. We are on to the last one, guys. Yep. The last yep. one, last one. Thank you for bearing with us. We are on episode six. So this one came in, Doctor um, Stephanie. She had a woman that came in that had her leg practically severed from a train. She worked on train or subway, I believe. And the and this is honestly, Kate, the makeup uh, on this and the um the prosthetic, whatever they used on this woman's leg was unbelievable.
3: It was really good. Yeah i I was very impressed as well. I couldn't believe it
2: it was like up and close to this amp- anyway the leg was pretty much severed so they were going to have to amputate it now the entire hospital loses power which where were the backup generators that
3: every hospital what if someone's on life support oh well that didn't make any sense
2: dude. one
0: of the
3: nurses says that she goes don't we have generators and then they just kind of move on but if someone was on a- i don't get in an icu and what everything yeah
2: So the whole power is apparently out. And the whole story of this is the fact that they need to get this um, patient up to the operating room and they have to go like the tunnels and down to the morgue at the bottom of this hospital. I don't know where this hospital is, but, you know, this is my favorite actor. This guy. Yes. The orderly was great he was like i'll show you where to go it was like it really was like a horror movie he's like i'll show you where to go follow me to the morgue and so you have like her holding this leg on this patient's completely out she's sedated and they're just wheeling this body like the entire 42 minutes of this episode when you're going back to the story is them just wheeling this woman all the way through the hospital underground tunnels and then the fact that stephanie has crippling crippling claustrophobia so she cannot go into these small elevators some of them that aren't working the service elevators, she couldn't go in it she overcame the fear and then she amputated the leg and that was it but the whole story was them just following this very odd orderly through the tunnels of this hospital that ran out of power it was like a zombie apocalypse or something it was so weird I
3: hope he got acting work after this. He so had a he great look it. to him. He yep. had sort of a mohawk haircut type of thing, mullet type of thing, and he was really natural. I was he did I well. Was, yeah, he he really did. I was like, this guy needs to be in like a Nicolas Cage movie or something. Uh-huh, at least. <laughs> um, so that was Stephanie.
2: Who was next, Kate? Oh yeah,
3: cheerleader. Cheerleader.
2: <sighs> mm-hmm. So what this, a social commentary in
3: this, this show, wasn't that a lot they? of social racism, <laughs> drug abuse? Yeah, a lot. They really touched on a lot of America's issues here. So uh, she has a, she's a cheerleader. She has a finger sprain. She comes in, she's listening to her. Oh, I almost said iPod. Wow. Um, she, she's listening to her music on her iPhone. <laughs> I promise you we're young and cool kids. I promise. <laughs> I promise. Ooh. And her mom is like reading a book or something in the ER waiting room. And then she realizes that her daughter is kind of like nodding off. And so she has the doctor come over. And so they end up bringing her in. And turns out she was overdosing on heroin.
2: Yes. So they, they don't understand what's going on with this girl because they think that maybe she had, she taken a tumble or she was cheerleading. The doctor was, oh, this doctor as well was extra. She's one of those over, you know, in school, she did everything. She was like, I was a cheerleader and I'm really tiny. And I was at the top of a pyramid. Now I'm a doctor and I could do this and I could do this. And her acting was at, at a 10 the entire time, at a 10. Anyway, so this girl, they think she probably fell off and bumped her head and that's why she was having some bleeding on the brain. That wasn't happening. Um, the friend comes in they're like, I don't know what's going on with her. She just hurt her finger. She was going into cardiac arrest at one point. Then they gave her some medicine that reacts to opiate overdoses. It's like a side effect to it. They realized that that was what was going on. They tell the mother, does she have any addiction? They're like, of course she doesn't. She's 15 years old. This hasn't happened. Get out of here. You're not a doctor. I need to, and this friend's This friend that came in of the girl was like, my dad's a doctor. She was asking my dad for drugs. They found paraphernalia in her bag. Turns out the girl was obviously an athlete being a cheerleader. She'd hurt her ankle, prescribed opiates for the pain, liked it, kept taking them, then got street drugs. And so it was just the doctor saying this happens so many times with these promising athletes. So once again, it was commentary on America. We've had, we had, we had the opioid crisis. We had um, health insurance. I mean, we had racism in the South. I mean,
3: TLC did not shy away. It was crazy. They, Beautiful. <laughs> there was, there was one moment during the civil reenactment thing where they had a really tone deaf thing though. He was like, she was like, oh, are, which side are you on yes, to the doctor? Yes. And he's like, well, I, I guess on- I'll have to decide later. I was like, have to decide
0: yep. later?
3: Yeah. I. Pick- oh, I thought, and there was
2: also a commentary of this woman coming, she was like, looking for my husband. They were, what side is he on? North or south? And she goes, south,
3: obviously. Did you uh, catch that one as uh, well? Yeah. I was like, <laughs> what the fuck? You know. Okay, so She's lost on one. drugs. Okay, so then we have dr Abernathy. well there's two more there's but the one of them's stupid it's this guy he has a fish hook mm-hmm. in him and then the friend tries to take it out and his thumb gets hooked through whatever yeah but it's the- it yeah it's both <laughs> dr Abernathy. and then and then the student in the sh- from the shop class right
2: that i literally just put my notes in this when i say this is so this is the last doctor on the last episode and i just wrote dr Abernathy. Fishing hook man, welding, welding
3: class girl. That's all I put for notes. <laughs> so the welding class girl. <laughs> that sounds like a city, like
2: welding in Britain girl. or
3: something. Like welding, <laughs>
2: welding. It's it's <laughs> welding, man. It's like well done. You been down to
3: welding. Okay, anyways, so she comes in. Her teacher is an asshole. He is a misogynistic asshole. He goes, well, this is why girls shouldn't be in the shop.
2: Once again, ruin someone's complete reputation by a TLC reenactment. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows what this guy actually said, but he was torn to
3: shreds on TLC. Oh, just red for fil- and so then- uh basically he's like come on it's a sprained wrist like just put put a cast on it. Does it really take this long but she is like her stomach hurts they're like is she pregnant and honestly I thought this was going to a darker place where he (laughs) was involved with her being pregnant (laughs) literally oh my god I know my mind went there I don't know and but thank god that wasn't the case he was just an asshole and so then turns out (laughs) what blows my mind is that they don't bring this kind of shit up right away Mm-hmm. Sure, they always sure. find out this like vital piece of information because sure. she's working on a grinder that exploded and they bring that yeah. up like hours later and yeah. turns out shrapnel from that went into her body and like scraped an artery and there's a liter of blood in her stomach
2: and uh, they fixed it and then the guy was like you know what she's actually my best student Wow, wow! they're all
3: fine
2: <laughs> misogyny and sex- sexism all solved by the end of the episode <laughs>
3: You know what, kid? You're all
2: right. You're all right. You may have ovaries and a womb, but you're all right. Um, all right. So you know what? That's it, kids, kiddos. We went through, but this was just one season, Kate. Oh, I'm so glad we didn't attempt to do season 15 as well. And they, they, by the way, these were the only two available. Can you imagine if we had 15 seasons and we'd been like, oh, let's just do one. There's been 50. I would like to repeat 15 seasons of the show. That is a lot. I-
3: I mean, I liked it. I'll be honest. We talk yep. about good background shows. This is a great background show, guys. Good background like, show. If good you're background like, folding, show. folding laundry, yep. you know, whatever, just put it on. It's it's interesting enough that you'll like it, but it's not like you don't have to be glued to it. That's basically the tagline of our podcast. <laughs>
2: <laughs> interesting enough, so it can be background We always call this. The background potty. Just put it on (laughs) when you need some. You're mowing your lawn, (laughs) doing the dishes. Just just put the potty on. All right. Pounds of learning, Kate. How many pounds of
3: learning did you give? What was it? Was full title untold stories of the ER? This is an on-the-spot pounds of learning. We rate each each show zero to 600. I got that figure from one of the network's most popular shows, My 600 Hundred Pound Life, Um, Pounds of Learning. I... I learned some things. Sure. I you know there's a lot lot a lot of American issues addressed. Sure. Some great acting. Outstanding. <laughs> I'm going to give this 475. 475. Impressive, very impressive. I, I actually
2: usually did usually I forget and do on the spot pounds learning. I'd actually thought about this, written it down. Number that came to me, four five nine. Four five nine.
3: Close. Wow. Yep.
2: Okay. Yeah. It's outstanding. Should we take so a break? Guys, you took the words right out of my mouth. Let's okay. take a break. We'll come back and then we're coming back to I catfished my kid. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hello, it's Pauline again, and I am slotting in here between two very important points being made to hawk some of my merch. Hooray! Okay, this will only take a minute. You are obviously a fan of The Absurd if you're listening to this, so I'm sure you have a small place in your heart for the gloriously absurd Real Housewives franchise on Bravo. I've created a line of the snarkiest notebooks you will find based on the Royal Housewives of New York. They are available on Etsy. Link to my store is in the show notes. Okay, I finished hawking. back to the show. All right, we are back. I just uh, went to go and close my windows to make sure no V's could get in. But you know, you have to invite them in. That is true with them. You, they cannot enter your house because unless they are invited. So just, just keep that as a little bit of learning for this week, listeners. Um, and I also got an ice pack to um, press against my body so that I do not melt. All right, we're on to our second show. Now we've got a lot to say about this because for we've got a lot to say about a little because guys, last week when the Wheel of Shame gave us, I catfish my kid. You know that I'd spoken about this show for a while. It wasn't the level of getting Alaskan women looking for love or Das Stace 90 day, but it was very, Very close to it all because I had read this title when I had first put together every single show we were going to cover on TLC. And I did this a while ago. Okay, back in February. We started the potty march. And it honestly was like, this is one I cannot wait. Because in my mind, what it was is some very, very dysfunctional family. And a woman, I just didn't, I just, I just pictured a woman that accidentally catfished her kid. So uh, what I thought had happened, this is what I expect. Yeah, you get it now, Kate. This is what I thought was going to happen. I thought it was going to be a woman had put a fake profile up of herself, okay? And then her son had put up a fake profile of himself, and they had matched. So they had been speaking to each other. That's what I thought the <gasps> show was. Yes.
3: You need to pitch that.
2: That's <laughs> why I was so excited, because I was like, this is gotta <laughs> be dark. You know, so I was like, "Oh my god, it's going to be a mum reacting to getting dick pics from her son." Like I was like, oh, "This is TV. Gosh. This is the TV we want, right?" But it wasn't that. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> no. Kate and I, and we were still a bit of a disappointment. We couldn't find it anywhere, guys. Now, Kate and I always search this when we pull it on the Wheel of Shame, and we kind of thought we were going to find it on Prime. Went to Prime. And look, we're not above paying. We will pay to see these shows. Oh yeah. And but it it wasn't even available
3: in America. It was it I, was only on TLC UK. I saw that and I thought it yeah, I thought it would be on the cause sometimes listeners, we can find things on the TLC Go mm-hmm. app right. rather than the Discovery Plus app. I thought it'd be on TLC Go. Nope. It's nowhere. What'd we find, Pauline?
2: we found on youtube (laughs) when i say we found it we found seven minutes of the entire show (laughs) you know what it's all it's all we needed seriously so essentially the whole premise of it was unfortunately not what i thought it was gonna be it (laughs) was really disappointed i know that shows out there somewhere i know someone's pitching it someone is pitching that show um It'll pop up on the app any day. It will. It will. We'll add it to the wheel of shame. So, no, what it was is it was essentially um, some, quote, unquote, expert, question mark, would come in and meet with um, a mum, well, two parents that were worried about their child's online activity. The expert was going to create a fake profile that would then interact with the child, see how far the child would go about meeting a stranger, and then there's your lesson. So what we discovered is we watched the full seven minutes, and it really is all every TLC show should be, seven minutes. I got it all. We got everything we needed to know. So you see what happens is, is this guy who's like 26 and the quote-unquote expert, he's like a Bobo Neve, right, from Catfish, Bobo Neve.
3: Yeah, he's like a millennial Chris Hansen
2: yes good, good good it is the reverse of to catch it is the reverse of to catch a predator essentially yeah,
3: yeah. um so he goes he
2: sits down with this mom and dad and it's like all right let's create a profile so he likes photography because she's into photography and he likes this 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 and he looks super he's got swag right that's what he gets in he's got sw- like who is this guy anyway the parents are like perfect so what i found was really funny showing everything on an ipad and he's like let's interact with your daughter and he like pushes the iPad to the parents, like you write the message to her. And I'm thinking, there's some legality here. I think there's something where he had to make sure, whoa, 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 whoa. I I didn't send any messages to her. It wasn't. I didn't come up with this idea. It wasn't me. The parents actually did it.
3: Good point.
2: Right? He so... literally like, pushes it. He's like, send it, send it. So th- the dad's like, oh, what I, um, I'll say, what's up? Right?
3: Honestly, <laughs> so we, honestly, yeah. very accurate to what a teen it boy was, would come yeah. up with. What's yeah. up?
2: What's Sup? up? What's up? <laughs> so he is up so he sends it to um the girl and the girl you don't know if this is all real time but if it is the girl literally responds straight away to a complete stranger dming her going like hey what's up and he's like what are you doing i'm at the beach and then the guy shows how you can manipulate and fake a <laughs> beach photo and the parents are like whoa this is so crazy
0: yeah the da- um the,
3: the dad's like, technology. analogy that's a technology he literally like googled beach yes took like a photo from a meme a portion from a meme of a beach and then just like screenshotted it and then cropped it and the dad's like holy shit the technology these days and this bobo neve Shulman was like yeah thanks
2: really proud of this (laughs) Um, (laughs) i'm pretty good at this i'm pretty don't want to boast but you know kind of a tech whiz uh (laughs) so then the girl once again responds like straight away and he's like what are you doing and she's like Oh, you know, it was literally like something from a screen movie. I'm just alone, babysitting my sister, my brother and sister. And you're like, and so then the the Bobo Neutral one's like, see, she's given away that she's alone. She's given away that she's with her siblings. And so it moves on, and they said that they've been communicating for like a week, whatever. And the fake profile reaches out and goes, Hey, I'm doing a photo shoot do you want to come and meet me? The girl goes, yes. This is 2022. Okay, stranger on the internet. Do you want to come and do a photo? She, She goes, yeah. Okay. I'll come and meet you. And it was in a park. And this was very interesting. He said they deliberately set the place to meet them in a park where she would kind of feel safe in the day, but that was walking distance from
3: the house because of course these youngs, they can't drive. This is the thing that I did not understand okay he messages her and says uh do you want to come do oh oh i'm doing a photo shoot in Mm -hmm. your hood yeah how did he how would he know where she lives well they'd been communicating for a week remember there'd been a week past so you think she revealed where she lives For
2: sure, because imagine they'd be like, oh, where are you? And she'd be like, I'm in Chicago. Oh, cool. I live in Chicago. Whereabouts in
3: Chicago? Oh, in the so-and-so neighborhood. Okay, that makes more sense now that you said it was a week because I thought it was later that day. And Mm -hmm. I was like, that would set me off right away. I'd be like, how the fuck do you know where I live? Okay, it would have been, because that's a normal question. Where do you live? Oh, I live near there. You know, it would have been like that. Okay. So these
2: predators, that's a very, I thought that was an interesting fact that they'll deliberately have somewhere close to the home because they know that they can walk there. (laughs) So you see them, they set up this dodgy ass van and a ton of cameras. And Bobo Neve Shulman is in this verand, whatever it's gazebo (gasps) in the wood, in the park. And she, this girl is a tiny little thing. I mean, she, I think she was 15 or so, even younger, but she's built tiny. Like you can just see a man putting their arm around the waist and just taking her away because she weighed about like 95 pounds. And you see her walking into this park and the parents are watching it all right. The parents are like, no, right? So she goes up to Bobo Neve and Bobo Neve goes, hey, so um, yeah, I'm Mike's friend. I'm Elliot or whatever. And he says the light is just not good here. Um, so we're actually going to go over to somewhere where we can shoot better with better light. It's a couple of blocks over. you okay to come. She's like, sure. And so they start walking. He goes, God, it's so hot. You know, it's only a couple of blocks. Do you want to just jump in? And it's a legit predator van. Like they couldn't have made it more obvious. Like, do you want to just jump in the van and we can just drive over there instead of walking? And the girl says, okay, sure.
3: Yeah. (gasps) Oh my God. God. And this is where the parents jump out and they're like, Hey, what are you doing? What do you think you're doing? Don't
2: get in there. You know what? When she started crying and all this was very genuine, what it made, I had so much empathy because first of all, all teenagers are idiots. Let's just say that we were all idiots. Every teenager in existence is an idiot. Okay. Yes. Yes. And we've all taken risks that we should look back and we go, thank God the Lord, someone was watching over me because that was a horrendous situation I put myself in. Yes. Um, And when I saw this girl, the parents came out and she started crying. And the way she said yes to this man, what to me it demonstrated, and this is how these predators make it happen. It's not so much that this girl is an absolute idiot and has no idea about dangers. That wasn't what was happening. What was happening is it was manipulation and these predators are, experts at manipulation. And you saw when he said to her, will you get in this van? It's that situation that I've been in as a young girl. And even as an adult, when Mm -hmm. you feel like I don't want to say no, because it's rude. It is an epidemic with women that we're brought up that if there is a man that says something that we may feel uncomfortable, we think I don't want to say no, or move away, because it's rude. I remember being sat on a bus and I had a man next to me and he was super heavy set. He came and sat down next to me. I was wearing a skirt. I knew exactly his intentions, right? And he sat next to me and he put his hand in between his thigh and my thigh and he rubbed it once. And I thought that's an accident. And he did it a second time and he did it the entire bus journey, just rubbing my leg. And I was young, I was terrified because this man had blocked me in because he was sat and I couldn't get up. And I didn't, I didn't know how to say, stop touching me. This man is touching me. Like everything you think you're supposed to say, it doesn't work like that. Yeah, It does because you're terrified. You feel embarrassed. You feel like an idiot. You don't know what to do. Right. And there are so many women that can retell stories like that and are much more terrible things that happened. And when I looked in this girl, I thought that is exactly what happened to her. She just went, this guy, these predators are master, master manipulators and the way they can force kids to do stuff. And he just said to her, she just goes, um, you could see she didn't want to. She knew exactly this was the point in her life that if this had been real, it would that one response would have changed the complete course of her life or ended it. Yep. And she just went, um,
3: uh, sure, when you know she wanted to say no. you. Yes, you're absolutely right. And what does her dad do, Pauline?
2: This girl needed a hug. What they should have done is she was sobbing, She was embarrassed. There was a camera crew on her. She She was was covering her face. She was covering her face. Yeah. She was so scared. She was ashamed. She was embarrassed. And those parents stood in front of her and berated her. And all she needed was a hug. They should have gone up to her and hugged her and said, You're okay. You're safe. And then spoken to her and these two parents not only put her on television to teach her a lesson, berated her on television, put her through an extremely traumatic situation, put them through a traumatic situation where she will never trust her parents again. She no. will never trust them. And then they can they continued to berate her. her it dad, was her dad appalling. Said,
3: her dad said, how could you do something so stupid? I mean,
2: I... It and was she goes awful.
3: she goes i she goes i just i just thought he he wasn't asking me to go to his house he just wanted to take yeah. pictures and that's the thing with social media these days with young kids it's like it's all about your <laughs> i'm going to sound like such an old millennial right now but it's 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 all about like the photos and like what you're putting on the gram and like all this stuff and like that's a thing that people do. They like collaborate and they take, Oh, I'm a photographer. I take photos. Like, we're just like, we're just creatives and we're like collaborating here. And that's probably what she thought it was. She's like, Oh, this guy's like an artsy guy. And like, he's taking me to the art studio or whatever the hell. And it's something that I absolutely could see myself falling for when I was like 13 or like she was or whatever, 14. And her dad was such a jerk about it. And it's like, how is that helpful right now? They destroyed so much of any
2: trust that she would have had for her parents. She she walked away from that feeling embarrassed, humiliated, being put on a television show, oh. being embarrassed, I think. And this smug Bobo Neve was like, see, we saved another kid. and he, I'm like, daughter, shut up. Up, you! you what tell. you're doing? That's why it was wiped. It makes so much sense now. Actually, as we're going through this, no wonder it was taken off the air. Yeah, oh, I mean, it was my idea of what it should have been was a much better TV show. <laughs> dick pics, dick pics <laughs> from your kid. That's what it would have been. Oh God, much.
3: I better. mean, this just brought up a lot for, like, I just, I thought of a lot of the, first of all, I Googled like how to, what to do when you're getting, how to avoid getting abducted. I was like looking up. So I'm like, I need tips. I need like, and that was one of the things like you were talking about. It was like a lot of times you feel like you have to be polite when someone like someone rolls down their window and they want directions or they say, I lost my dog or something like that. You are trained as a woman to be like, accommodating and helpful and, and sweet or whatever. It takes one second for you to go over there. There
2: is a true, a true crime podcast that I listen to and they review a lot of cases. And this man himself, he said, he remembers as a child, a young boy, there was a van that pulled up. He was riding his bike. And the man said, I can't find my daughter. Have you seen her? And the guy, the boy was young boy. And he goes, I don't, you know, he goes, look I have a photo of her come over here let me show you the photo mm. and so the so the uh, the man as a little boy goes over and the guy had his genitalia out
0: <gasps> and then
2: the boy just got on the bike and ran but it is st- I mean we all have hundreds of stories like that even as a yeah. grown woman I had this very odd night this I've had a lot of odd nights in LA but this man that offered me money to get into his it was a really weird story. I'll tell this really briefly. I was at a house party and I was out on the lawn talking to like, there was a group of us outside and this souped up, like very expensive, blacked out, like SUV. I don't know if it was what, well, I don't even know any names of cars, but it was one of those super expensive SUVs that like celebs have, right? Whatever. It pulled up to in front of the lawn. And I'm telling you right now, I don't know where it came from. I'd had a couple of drinks, but it was as though it came out of nowhere. The window goes down in the back and the window goes down in the front. In the front is this gorgeous model like woman, right? She looked very like Eastern European. And in the back is two more women. And in the middle is a man. And he's like, hey, come over here. Or something to that effect. He's like having a party or something. And it was me and like two other girls or whatever. So we just walked over, not through the window, but we just walked over. And this guy said, Hey, you're partying some talk like that, whatever. And it was like, I said, it was a house party. And he says, um, I looked at these two women, either side of him. And I just, in my gut, went, this is a very dark situation and he goes, Mm -hmm. why don't you come and party with us? And on his lap, he had a ton of money. I don't know how much, but he had like wads of hundreds Mm -hmm. on his lap. And he goes, come on, like we can go and get some drinks and it'll be fun. Like we're all going to party. And I I will never forget. I looked at the, the woman in the front seat, turned her head around and I looked at her and all I can tell you is her eyes were saying, don't get in this car or don't follow us. Like, don't come with us. Because he was like, you can follow us. Come on. Like, come, I'll give you the address. Come and party with us. And you, you're young and in LA. How many times have you gone to parties like that? I totally have. Like someone, at a, you meet someone at a bar and they're like, and they have fabulous house in the hills and they're like, come and party and you do well, it.
3: Yeah. Because you have this mindset of like, I'm young. I should have these like wild Hollywood nights. Yeah. There's like the line between and this that and darkness. Yeah. The money on his lap and this
2: girl's face. I just went, I need to get out of here. And I just turned around and I went back into the house. It it was a it was something I'll never forget. And I'll never forget that girl's look. God knows who he was, but there was some uh, shit going on that night, but in situations like that. It's so easy. Anyway, this, this show, we felt, we did a little bit of there was one other video that Kate and I found and yeah. it was from H3. Um, I don't know if you're familiar um, listeners with H3 productions. It's Ethan Klein and his wife. And I don't know. I don't, I don't really like them that much. You know, they have Teddy fresh and they have all that, that stuff going on and they're huge YouTubers, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know. They're not really my cup of tea. But um, he did like, kind of. He actually like, kind of reviewed it, made fun of it, whatever. That he actually said in it, that the whole reason for this show came from a YouTuber that did a that actually created this as a prank, and then TLC turned it into a show. But it had nothing to do with the YouTuber. Like they stole the idea and made it into a show. And that's kind of all I know about this show.
3: That's wild. I mean. The main thing I got from this was the Googling I did afterwards that was like, just get away, make noise, hurt them enough so that you can get away. Don't get in a vehicle like that. Never go to a second location. Don't Never go to a second location. I I, I, I watched this and I read this stuff and I was like, I honestly just want to spread the word on the pod. Like, do it. Don't go to a second location. Never. you're That's, in a lot more danger if, if you were in yeah. that car. Be rude. Scream.
2: Look like a lunatic. Even if you think you look like a lunatic and it's perfectly and it tends, turns out to be perfectly innocent, you could have saved your life. Always err on the side of
3: caution. Yep. Scream. Shout. Fire. Get someone's attention. This, this guy in the red shirt is following yep. me. Say something yep. like that and people will listen. Be detailed. Yep. Take a photo of the license plate of their car um, you know, call 911 and they can track where you are. Don't call your parents call 911. I mean, there's a ton of tips, just like educate yourself because I started to really get freaked out when I was like diving into this. And, um, it can happen
2: to any one of us, however smart we think we are. The, these predators are experts. They're experts. You don't understand the level of evil and lack of conscience that they have. They will do anything. And social
3: Anything. media, social media just adds a whole new level of danger. And it really reminded me of this TikTok account I found. I'm not going to name it because I don't want this out there. But like, basically, it's one of these like young 25 year old moms. She has a young toddler daughter who is very TikTok famous. God. She's really, really cute and gets... Tons of incredibly creepy comments on her videos from predators the mom knows about it she's getting a ton of money from tiktok so she keeps making this and so that's the other thing i just kind of wanted to touch on is like protect your kids on the internet as much as you can it's there's so many creeps you don't know who's looking at your social media with your kids on it it's you know what it
2: it's really not about restricting technology to your children. It's about educating your children. Your children should learn how to um, work an iPad and how to work a laptop and be able and be on the internet. But it's about educating them about the rights and wrongs and what can happen. Um, once again, Kate and I do not have kids, but we <laughs> yet know what to tell them.
3: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was mostly talking about like, but when they're really young, like before they even have phones or anything like. I don't know.
2: Well, that's I, the parents. Dude, you shouldn't be a parent if you put your kid in TikTok, you disgusting I get, trash. I know.
3: I get really annoyed with people who just monetize their babies like that. Uh,
2: that's how TLC made most of their money. That's why we still have our petition up on change.org to get rid of toddlers and tiaras from every streaming service because it's yep. abhorrent and disgusting. It's Having said that, how many pounds of learning did you get? <laughs> from I catfished my kid, no dick pics.
3: I mean, it's, this is a tough one because the learning that I got from this, I did myself after Mm -hmm. watching this, but it did prompt me to (laughs) Google all of this. Um, But it's also like a terrible premise and this poor girl, I feel terrible for this girl. These parents suck. Yep. So
2: 50 Interesting, I actually went to 300 and I did 300 because it taught me what not to do as a parent. Uh, yeah. yeah, so it taught me a lot. It taught yeah. me that girl needed a hug. Yep. And it taught you're me about so, how... You're so right. Have... They
3: did not even hug her.
0: No, sorry touch sorry her.
2: to
3: interrupt you, but they did not even touch her, mm-hmm. hug her, comfort her. They stood off. in front of her
2: and interrogated her. That's what they did. That was, And she was so... up in front of that van and a TV crew was in her face, camera crew. Was in her face.
3: That was horrible.
2: Grace. So catf- I catfished my kid. Yeah, let me down. Wheel of Shame, it's got nothing to do with you. The gods and goddesses of Wheel of Shame gave me what I wanted. They did yep. very well. Yep. It was just not what I expected. Nothing to do with the Wheel of Shame. And speaking of the Wheel of Shame, Kate, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. sounded like babadoo, <laughs> Um, We have reached the time in the party where we are going to head on over to the wheel of shame. Everyone's giddy. Everyone's getting excited. Everyone's sitting up straight, wherever you're listening, because we are getting to the wheel of shame. Guys, as you know, as we said at the top of the show, each week we spin the wheel to get uh, two shows that we're going to study for next week. We have nearly everything on the Wheel of Shame that is currently on TLC, but they're always adding new shit. Yep. So uh, we do have to update. that. I should do that sometime this week, actually, Kate. Go through and um, update some stuff. Obviously, right now, I'm looking light and bright. I'm looking Alaskan women looking for love. Kate, what would you like?
3: Okay, quick thing about Alaskan women looking for love. Mm. Don't want to put a damper on it, but I did see the... Dis- I just want to say, I, Kate. It, it came up on the app. I just, I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it, but I saw the description and it's not what, it's not what I thought it is. Kate! What do just, you say? I'm not saying it's going to be bad. I'm just saying it's just different than I thought it would be. It's
2: different than I thought it would be. This is what I think it is. I've stayed away because I want to I'll watch it. I think it's, you know how I've said it, I'm excited about it because I'm thinking that they're, they're rough, tough women. Some may be convicts. A lot of people go to Alaska to like escape the law. Right. So I'm thinking it's like a lawless mm-hmm. land. Oh. And I think there's um women up there that are. Fisher women and they're out and their hands are all chapped and they're swarthy. Right. And they are burnt by the sun and the reflection of the sun and the snow during the winter. And they have, they wear thick, chunky, chunky sweaters. And I think (laughs) they drink too much and they just want a man. And I, I don't know why they have a Southern accent and they are out there on the water, harsh conditions And then snuggled
3: up with a whiskey in the local tavern at night. I'm painting a big picture for myself here. I'm not going to tell you what the description (laughs) said. I'm not going to tell you. Then I think what it
2: is is just them looking at different convicts to date that have escaped prosecution and now live in Alaska. That's my dream. All right, let's get to the wheel of shame. No (laughs) comment. Please don't, guys. We're ready to spin. I, Kate, I'm just going to say I have a feeling about sister wives because, guys, if you remember, we've done two spins of sister wives. We've done four. We do four seasons at a time because there's so many seasons in it. I don't know why, but I feel it. But let mm. without further ado, let's spin the wheel. Spinning. Spin the wheel, Polly. Oh, come on, let's. Oh God, I don't want a baby one. Please, no baby. Oh, said, no God. baby. No wedding. No baby. No want, wedding.
3: I don't want a big family. what happened uh, what uh, just happened there's a lot
2: of emotions here
3: okay okay
2: because yeah. i think it's a monster uh-oh kate we've reached uh... our. Oh, wow i'm sorry i i don't <laughs> want to scream into the microphone let's just tell i'll tell you what it is 90 day Fiance, happily ever after <gasps> oh it happened
0: uh, it happened <laughs>
2: I know. I'm a bit. I'm in such shock. I'm just silent. We have, guys. We have hit one of the 90-day, the biggies, the biggie 90, 90 fiance, happily ever after. I'm all of a tizzy in my mind. I'm thinking, is this is this St- Dar Stace? I think it's no. Is it? I don't even know who's in it, Kate. I don't know how many seasons. Can you please check, Kate? We yep, need to yep. see how many seasons. Hold on, Kate.
3: Kate's googling. Kate's googling. We need because, a sound effect for when I'm googling. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I'll keep doing that. <laughs> oh, maybe I could get into sound effects. I'm always just trying to get some voiceover jobs. I wonder if I could get into sound effects as well. I could be a Foley artist, but just with my voice.
3: Yep. All right, we've got four seasons. They're all like an hour and a half.
2: <laughs> okay, hang on. Four seasons is. Are our girls on there? Are Darcy and Because it's happily ever after just once they've been married. We, yeah,
3: we've got Russ and Paula. Oh we God, got... they're so boring. Oh. Daniel, and Muhammad. Oh God.
2: Oh, okay. All right. Oh <laughs> yeah. No, um, I, I don't know why I'm feeling weird about this, Kate. I'm feeling weird for a couple of reasons. I'm feeling weird because. One, it's a ton of stuff to watch. But second of all, I've also watched all because, of course, I've watched all the ninety-day franchises. There's a ton of borings, like like Russ and Paolo. I think I've watched that, and it's just them in Miami the entire time, going, "Should we
3: stay? Should we leave? Or should we move to my? I don't know. There's. Um, Let's see how many episodes. 12 12 episodes with season one, including the tell-alls, two-part tell-all. Okay. Season two. Let's see. so these are all the couples that actually did get married Yeah, in so 90 they, day. They went on, yeah, they went on 90 day fiance. They ended up getting married. And this is sort of like what happens next. For some reason, season two won't load for me. But season three, 11 episodes we have. Oh, fuck. Yeah, we have. I remember this. We have Nicole and Azan. Azan oh, come Azan. on. That is so good. So good. So we have good. Annie and David. We Ooh. have uh Molly and whoever. Oh, God, it's
2: not Louise.
3: No, not Mo- Oh, that's going to be and, Russ
2: and Pao again. They're, oh, that's so boring. It's about her giving birth. see, oh, yeah, have watched it. And Fisa, and Fisa, and-, F- yeah. <gasps> and he ends up getting to. Okay, Kate, how do you feel about this? Do you want to propose something? I know okay. it's a lot. It's four seasons. There's a ton of episodes. But we, I would say the royal we, but I think you've you must have watched this as much as I have.
3: Yeah, I think I've yeah. seen I've seen at least two or three of these seasons, if not all. So can we spin another? Is what I want to ask you. Well, Pauline, we just talked for a really long time about <laughs> these random ass weird shows. Like this is 90 day. So oh, you're we have to right. decide we have to decide like because we can talk about one 90 day season for an hour at least. So like Ease. Easy honestly, shit our listeners. We could do, you know what we could do? Okay. I have a a proposal. Go on. We could do seasons one and two and then spin another one. So we have some variety. And then next episode three and four and spin another one.
2: Okay. That we can do that. I like that. Or we just do what we do with sister wives. We keep it on the wheel of shame and we just do one and two. There we go. Okay. So listeners, what we're going to do is 90 Day Fiancé, Happily Ever After. We're going to watch season one and season two. I'm going to spin another one now for variety and I'm going to keep it on the wheel of shame. So when it pops up again, we'll do two, we'll do three and four. Love it. Like we did with sister wives. Okay. So let me make sure I do not remove this. All right. So close. All right. So we're doing season one and two of 90 Day Fiancé, Happily Ever After. Now let's spin again. Spinning. God, what are we going to get? What if we get another 90 day? What if we get? I'm so excited. Oh, I'm a tizzy. I'm a tizzy. It's
1: going bu- to be
3: before the 90. Oh,
2: no. 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 Uh-oh. <laughs> I should have listened to you. Brides to Design. That doesn't even make
3: sense. What, what the hell is that title? That's... Brides to Design. All right. Kate's Googling to see if this is even available. Did I write this when I wasn't? In- Toxicated
2: <laughs> brides to design. Did I miss a word when I entered this into the wheel of shame? What the hell is this, Kate? Please, we need to figure this out. Bride, hopefully. No,
3: I think it's autocorrect. I think it's bride bride by design, right? <sighs> Probably. Let me see if that's the, uh,
2: anywhere else. Bride, not bri- bride by design. Bride by design. Okay, so is it anywhere on? Is it on any of the apps? Because listeners, if it's not on the apps, we can't watch it.
3: So what do we, you know, there's nothing we can do about it. (laughs) I love how five minutes ago we were like, we will hunt it down. We will pay (laughs) the price. And then it's a bridal show. And we're like, well, if it doesn't pop up on Google in five seconds, it's out. It's out. I mean, guys, you know what we've gone through for you. We watched, what was that
2: bride say yes to the dress? I mean, we went through torturous stuff for you guys in this wheel of shame. And now look, I know we've been blessed. We have been blessed with this first first pick. My God, I've just seen Gypsy Sisters is on here as well. Ooh. Oh gosh. It's, that, uh, I've okay. watched all
3: that. What? It's it available. Wants- it's available. But I think there's only one season. Please tell me how many seasons there are right now so we can be less depressed. There's only one season available on TLC Ooh. Go. So that's all we're going to do. Guys. Fine, we're doing one season. <laughs> I mean, let's be real. We will get the point after one season of this. We'll, we'll get the point after one episode. Yeah.
2: Okay, guys, look, the Wheel of Shame gave it to us. We don't argue with the Wheel of Shame. We can't be cheeky with it. We can't be cheeky. Wheel of Shame has given us for next week, season one and two of 90 Day Fiance, happily ever after, question mark, just in the theme of our party. And our second show is going to be Brides by Design, one season. So watch it if you want, but you don't have to. Um, I know where the majority of what we will be talking, unless unless we're there's only way we could be surprised by a bridal show on TLC now is if we picked a bridal show and we when we opened it and watched it, it was reenactments and. Or, like, live footage of them getting drunk or
3: something. Like, that's the only way it would be redeemable. I just read some of the episode descriptions. It's not going to be that. It's not. (sighs) No, 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 no. It's it's trying on dresses. So, (gasps) guys, just refresh yourselves on season one and two of (sighs) Happily Ever After of 90 Day. Just YouTube clips. Just know the players. Know Know who we're talking about. And we will go into the details and then we're going to, you know, touch on Brides by Design. I'll touch on that.
2: All right. Now we're going to wrap it up because you've been listening to us for a while. So before we go, we're going to do some plugs. We also want to just let you know, guys, follow us on our social media. It's so important. Our Instagram and TikTok, Tender Loving Care Pod. That's Instagram and TikTok at Tender Loving Care Pod. Twitter is... At TLC Potty, that has been abandoned of late, but I will get back onto the Twitter. I will. It's probably got stuff like "Whoa, welcome to 2022." But I will. <laughs> this is the last tweet. <laughs> but no, I will get back onto Twitter. Um. So Twitter, uh, TLC Potty, egg, and TikTok Tender Loving Care Pod. Email us as we mentioned earlier in the show during the break. Agents in the field, Tender Loving Care Pod at gmail.com. Or just send us a little couple of love letters. We love receiving love letters. Kate. I think you have something new and snazzy and wonderful to plug this week.
3: Yes. Okay. So listeners, I'm a podcaster. I have a day job as a customer service person. Also, I'm an illustrator. Ooh, she <gasps> yeah. has levels. So I, um, I'm a digital illustrator. I have an Etsy store that I would like to... Uh, tell you about. I used to do more crafty things, woodworking type things, but now it's all design type stuff. So I have prints. I have digital downloads. I have merch. I have tote bags, sweatshirts, t-shirts, hats. Okay. This is all basically shit. I like, (laughs) Uh, that i I hope you like too it's drag race it is lgbtq plus friendly type stuff it is um honestly right now a lot of diet coke merch um (laughs) uh all kinds of stuff so check it out it's um my instagram is kate marie art co and that's also how you can find me on etsy so check it out
2: perfect kate marie art co instagram and on etsy mm-hmm. and of course i have to do some plugity plug 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 myself so you know i always harass you guys about my etsy store Well, oh, etsy versus etsy no etsy in conjunction with etsy mm-hmm. that's what it is um mine started a lot of real housewives as you know kate and i that's where we fell in love real oh. housewives bravo dream dream so on there i have um a lot of housewives totes um sweaters t-shirts a ton of stuff um perfect Think a lot of pop culture as well so you're talking about train wrecks really so you know um youtube train wrecks bravo train wrecks um, just reality TV, train wrecks, a lot of back to school stuff, get yourself situated before you're going back to school, whether you're a teacher, and you need to wear something about Jen Shah getting arrested and going to jail, <laughs> then go to my store. It is a Brit in the sun, you can find me on Etsy, a Brit in the sun, it's easy to just follow me on Instagram a Brit in the sun. So go there, check it out, buy something from my store and then hop over and buy something from Kate's store and you will be rewarded. Not sure how, but you will be rewarded with our items and our love. So thank you so much for your support, everyone. Thank you for tuning in from five continents. (gasps) All right, Kate, we have one last thing before we go. And it is a biggie. So listen up everyone. Hopefully they have it all turned off by now. They're still (laughs) listening. You're still listening. Um, Kate, we are very, 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 speak of behalf of both of us very excited to announce that we have launched our patreon <laughs> so you are listening to this on a tuesday yesterday we launched our patreon officially um the idea behind what we want to give all of you on patreon is um we love the concept of what we're doing of getting two shows on the wheel of shame ranging from years gone by to current day as you will be well aware, if you're a TLC lover, there is a new show, TLC, um, 90 day, 90 day fiance UK and being English. Being that we are both in love with 90 Day, we decided we had to cover it. So every single Monday, there is going to be um, an episode on our Patreon channel for all of our Patreon subscribers that are uh, is going to cover and review the 90 Day Fiance UK that was released the day before. If you go and join today, you're going to get two episodes because we have recorded one for um, the episode that was released on Sunday and then another one that covered the two previous episodes that had been released. So Kate, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit more about where they can find us, how much Patreon is, why they should absolutely 100%
3: sign up? (laughs) Yes, I'd love to. Okay, this is so exciting. So if you'd like to hear us just gush about how Mm. awesome this show is, Mm -mm. uh, we are talking about it every week. And um, you can go to Patreon. That's P A T R E O N, patreon.com slash tender, loving care pod. Okay. And from there, you will see right away, you can become a PA, just Bing like bang. Jeff. And it only costs $5 a month. And that's getting you not only the very long <laughs> episodes that we make for yes. the regular pod each week, but also another four plus hours of content Mm -hmm. a month. Yep. Um, so five bucks. And so you'll not only get that bonus episode every week, uh, you also get ad free episodes. You get access to our exclusive Patreon community. If you don't Mm -hmm. know about Patreon, it's super cool. It's a way for creators to be supported by the people who enjoy their work. It's for creatives to, um, share with their biggest supporters. Yep. So, um, you know, we'll be posting in there and we can have discussions about the episodes that are exclusive to the Patreon people. Yes. Um, and then also you'll get the opportunity to vote for the next show that we cover because sadly 90 day UK will be over after 12 episodes. Um, so we'll be moving on to cover something else and we'll give options and you guys can give us feedback on what you want to hear about. So that's all for $5. Five bucks,
2: guys. And this is to be
3: exclusive
2: VVIP, part of tender, loving care. And when we say that 90 Day Fiance UK is a doozy, is a gem, is a treasure, we cannot speak highly enough. Guys, remember the early days of 90 Day Fiance? This is like that. And I dare say even better. I will be giving you my attempt to accent and education, the geography of where all these people are from a little bit of translation because we need that. in some of these shows, um, and the UK translation, it's just all been amazing. It's super fun. So go ahead, follow the link that Kate gave you and sign up for Patreon. All right. Yes. I think we've plugged enough tonight, Kate. I think so. Okay. It's been, it's been fun. It's been a, it's been a ride. Guys, thank you again for listening and we will see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.